0: Hey, greetings everyone. Lieutenant Colonel Allen West here and welcome to the Steadfast and Loyal Program. Save us all. Ooh, they're gonna burn it down. Save us all before they burn it down. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the steadfast and loyal program. You know, this week I had the opportunity. To speak with Georgia State Representative Misha Maynor, and if you don't know who she is, you should look her up. Phenomenal uh, young lady. She's from back in my hometown area of Atlanta, Georgia. There, as a matter of fact, her uh, congressional, her state house district that she represents overlaps into my community where I grew up, the Old Fourth Ward neighborhood. And her daughter, uh, her oldest daughter, attends the high school. That I attended. Back then it was Henry Grady High School. Now they changed the name to Midland High School because you know that Henry Grady guy. He was a white guy, he was a racist guy. And so we could not have his name on high school. I think he was the founder of the Atlanta Journal Constitution, you know, great orator, newsman. And so when I think about Misha Maynard and what she did, she just recently. Decided to change her party affiliation from Democrat to Republican, and when we had our interview, and I, I hopefully you'll tune into it, I asked her why, and she shared why. I'm not spoiler alert. I'm not going to tell you. But the interesting thing is that because of her changing her party affiliation, she's been viciously attacked. Called, you know, horrible racist names, things of this nature. Same type of things that, you know, I get called, you know, white man's porch monkey, sellout, Uncle Tom, all these different things. Doesn't bother me because if you're calling me a name, that means that you don't have the competence to debate me on the issue. So I just keep coming at you. But the amazing thing that I see happening in our country right now And we need to ask ourselves, what is racist? I mean, all of a sudden, since Barack Obama became president, and and here's a quote-unquote first black president to be elected and reelected. I mean, I don't know if that guy knows anything about, you know, the black experience. But he snookered the black community and ended up doing nothing really to help the black community. But if you challenged him on his policy, you're a racist, just challenging him on his policies, tax policy, energy policies, uh, economic policies, national security policy, foreign policies, whatever you want. I mean, let's think about it. You know, what's happening in Ukraine got started during the Obama administration. Putin saw the weakness there and he went in and, took portions of eastern Ukraine, and he took the Crimea and, and annexed it. Barack Obama sent socks and MREs. Now, criticizing him for that means that you're racist if you're white. If you criticize him and you're black, then you're an Uncle Tom, you're a sellout, because you didn't just go along and get along. It's like, I can't think on my own. As a matter of fact, that's what Joe Biden said, that if you don't vote for me, you ain't really black. But that ain't racist. See, when I sit back and and hear the progressive socialist left and they say that to ask people to have a picture ID to vote is racist. okay? let's unpack that a little bit. So every time I go to the airport and I'm asked to show a picture ID. Then that airline is racist. Every time a black person has to show a picture to whomever, Spirit, Delta, Southwest, American, United, then that airline is racist. When you have to go to certain buildings, either here in in Dallas or in the nation's capital, and you have to show a picture ID for entry, then I guess that's racist. So what is racist? I, I mean, we just recently had the legislator the uh, congresswoman from Missouri Corey Bush who am I, oh by the way i mean Cory Bush is the person that led the riot against the white couple in St. Louis and they were talking about killing them burning down their house Th- that's not racist but anyhow Cory Bush is up there in the United States House of Representatives now She's even on the House Judiciary Committee. How did that happen? I don't know. But Representative Steve Scalise is standing up speaking there on the floor of the House of Representatives. She shouts out, Republican policies are racist. Okay, which policy? I mean, like school choice, law and order, stopping the murder of unborn babies in the womb. And if you wanted to talk about something that's racist, I mean— Planned Parenthood was founded by Margaret Sanger. I'm going to continue to say that until more people understand that. Margaret Sanger referred to blacks as undesirables and weeds. But yet we've got Kamala Harris and all of these other leftists that support what Planned Parenthood is doing, which is really the genocide of the black race in the United States of America. But, you know, pardon me. I mean, 20 million black babies murdered in the womb by dismemberment in 50 years. But for whatever reason, that's not racist. But if you speak out against that, then all of a sudden you're a racist. I mean, think about the the Asian community who brought the lawsuit against the University of North Carolina and Harvard University because of the affirmative action thing, which was really a a, a racial discrimination against Asians because (laughs) they were smart. Damn you for being smart. You're taking away opportunities from people that aren't studying as hard. Uh, Oh, by the way, how many kids in the black community aren't reading at grade level, not doing math at grade level? But we're going to punish the kids that are because we want to keep people as victims. And I'll reiterate, in the state of North Carolina, Republicans pass school choice in the state House and state Senate. I guess Cory Bush thinks that's racist because she said Republican policy is racist. It was the North Carolina governor, Roy Cooper, who said, I'm declaring a state of emergency because those daggum Republicans passed a piece of legislation to support what I think is the civil rights issue of this generation, school choice, parental rights, educational freedom. But now these Asian students and the Asian community members that supported. it you know, eradicating or, or eliminating this affirmative action program, now they're being called supporters and enablers of white supremacy, of racism. See, what I've come to understand is that for the left, the progressive, the socialists, the cultural Marxists, communists, that anyone that does not agree with their ideological agenda, you're a racist. That's how they try to make us really feel uncomfortable in our skin. If you don't believe in having an open border, you're a racist. I don't care how many single military-aged males come across this border. I don't care how much fentanyl come across the border. I don't care how much human and sex trafficking. Isn't it interesting that all of a sudden this movie, The Sound of Freedom, has really put this issue in the face of the left? And oh, by the way, I think it was a couple of weeks after the the movie Sound of Freedom came out, there was this huge bust all across the country of child sex trafficking rings here in the United States of America. But no, this is a QAnon conspiracy. This is not really happening. It is happening. But you disagree with open borders, you're racist. We should allow millions of people to come into the United States of America illegally. And oh, by the way, not take care of the Americans that we have here, to include veterans, kids in the inner city. So what the left wants to continue to do is make us feel uncomfortable by any time you disagree with them, you're a racist. I mean, what we saw when Senator Tim Scott went on The View, to me, that was racist. They were telling him that you're an exception. Nobody else can do what you did. That's called the soft bigotry of low expectations. Now you're saying, Colonel, you keep repeating these things. Yep, I keep repeating these things. When I went through airborne school, we kept repeating things over and over. We repeated how to land on the right side, how to land on the left side, how to land to the front, how to land to the rear. It's called repetitious learning because somehow it's not getting through to some people. But I'm sick and tired of the left leverage this thing called racism for every single thing that is out there because they just want to try to get us to censor and shut up. When they are the purveyors of systemic racism. Every way, shape, form, and fashion. And I'm happy to debate anybody on that issue. Please feel free. Contact us here at the Steadfast and Loyal Program. And say, I want to come on air and debate Lieutenant Colonel West as to why the Democrat Party is not racist. Something tells me I'm not going to get any takers. Because truth is powerful. Look at what just happened this past weekend in Chicago. That happens every weekend in Chicago. That happens every weekend, every night, all across these inner city communities. 27 shootings, seven murdered, killed, dead, gone. One of them to include an eight-year-old girl who was just outside playing in front of her apartment, shot in the head. You know, there's this organization I brought up before, the ForgottenChildrenProject.org. And it's been tracking ever since all of this BLM stuff about defunding the police. It's been tracking. How many young black kids have lost their lives because of inner city crime and violence that very rarely gets solved? I think the number now is up to 350. No one's talking about that. Why isn't that racist? When you have young kids that cannot go outside their house and play, when you have young kids sitting in the house uh, just watching TV like a young kid was doing here in Dallas, Texas, and get shot. Thankfully, he recovered. But he's just sitting in his bed watching cartoons. And he got shot by a straight bullet. And all of the policies, Representative Cory Bush, all of the policies that enable this to happen, they don't come from the Republican Party. They come from the Democrat Party. The George Soros district attorneys that are releasing criminals back onto the streets. This desire to undermine Law enforcement, that's a Democrat policy. The lack of families, mother and father in the home, in the black community, that's the result of a Democrat pol- policy. The murder of unborn black babies, in England, that's a Democrat policy. The lack of quality education in the black community, inner city communities, that's a Democrat policy. But yet no one, for whatever reason, wants to come out and say that that's racist. And I'm sitting around looking at all these knuckleheads running for president of the United States of America on the Republican side. I haven't seen them come out and start hammering these folks on this. I mean, they're talking about everything else. But the people in these inner city communities, Atlanta, Chicago, Detroit, Dallas, there are some very dangerous things that they face every single day. And we need to have people that are talking about it to keep it out there in the forefront of the media's attention. I mean, when Governor Roy Cooper of North Carolina says I'm declaring a state of emergency because Republicans passed school choice. My God, that should have been an incredible national story. That a Democrat governor does not want to see parental choice, educational freedom, and especially how it affects Young black boys and girls. Baltimore, Maryland. Chicago, all of these places. And you're saying, well, maybe this education thing is not a big issue. It is a big issue. If it weren't a big issue, Terry McAuliffe would still would be sitting there as the governor of Virginia. He ain't. Because he stood on the stage as he said, parents do not have a a choice in deciding what their children are being taught. I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what he said. He ignited a movement. Black, white, Hispanic, Asian, didn't matter. People came out in droves to school board meetings. Now we see school board uh, elections being important. School board seats being flipped. Driving the left crazy. If you want to talk about something that is the most ultimately racist thing, it's to prevent a child from getting a quality education, keeping them in perpetual victimhood for their entire life. I I guess that kind of goes along with that whole Life of Julia thing that the left came up with, where the government just takes care of you from the time that you're born. If they decide that they want to allow you to be born, all the way up to, when you die and they just maybe decide when you die oh and in between they decide whether you should be a different gender than what you were born if you're allowed to be born whether you should get a quality education what kind of car you're going to drive what kind of dishwasher all this stuff totalitarian control to me that is racist to tell me that i can't think and decide on my own that you have to make all the decisions for me But that's the essence of who they are. And it's about time that we start calling them out. In Isaiah 5 and 20, it says, Woe be to those who will call good evil, evil good, light darkness, darkness light, sweet bitter and bittersweet. I'm going to call out the evil of the Democrat Party, the progressive socialist leftists, the Marxists, the communists, the statists, because that's what they are. It's evil what they are seeking to do. It is evil what they have done over the history of the black community in America. But yet they get these charlatans that go out there and create these 1619 projects and all of these other things. They elevate them into positions where they can continue to keep blacks on the 21st century economic plantation, which again is racist we got to stop being distracted and start realizing that what is racist is the history of the Democrat Party. It is who they are, what they do. It permeates all of their policies and beliefs. They are the ultimate elitists. And I will tell you, there's some folks in the Republican Party, you better pull your head out of your fourth point of contact. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up in the Airborne School Manual. But pull your head out of your fourth point of contact and start speaking out about this. Representative Misha Maynard of Georgia had an epiphany, a revelation, And she stepped out and made a decision. They said, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. That was a courageous decision because her district is not a Republican district. This is not a political decision. The district that she represented represents voted 90 plus percent for Joe Biden. But what is more important to her is her principles. It's her values. It's the future for her two daughters. And that should be what we all should be focused on. Not the principles of wealth redistribution. Not the principles of nationalizing economic production. Not the principles of creating, sustaining, and advocating for a welfare state. Not the principles of social egalitarianism and equity, which is really the equality of outcomes. Not the principle of secular humanism that puts government with a little G over God with a big G? No. Let's see racism for what it is. Now, are there some people out there that are the old school racists that hate West because I have a permanent tan? They do, but they're just stuck on stupid. They're ignorant people. But I will also tell you that there are people out there with a permanent tan that hate people that are white for no other reason than their skin color. That's the whole thing about cultural Marxism. And now we have this gentleman who wants to be the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff of the United States of America, top military man that we would have, four-star general, a black man, General Charles Q. Brown, who says that he only wants 46% of white combat pilots, white pilots in, in the United States Air Force. That's not racist. See, equity is racist in and of itself because it doesn't look at us based upon our character, our merit. It looks at us based upon our color of skin. That's racist. So I want to challenge you every single day. When someone comes out and they declare, well, that's racist, ask them what is really racist. Because we better get our head wrapped around that question or else the greatest nation that the world has ever known is going to implode and actually I think that's what the progressive socialist left wants chaos and confusion to steal, to kill and destroy and the last time I checked and read the Bible it told me who the author of confusion is Steadfast and Lord. Before they burn it down.